Hi, Vicky. Hi, Shane. What's the most scared you've ever been? Oh, I feel like I'm the most startled scaredy cat ever. Like I'm the most scared on the daily, but I think definitely just going down the basement stairs. That will never not be scary. Ever. It's dark. It smells funny. There's buggies down there. It's like, who's lurking? Yeah. Basement. Yeah. For uh, for me, it was, I, I grew up in very rural Pennsylvania, as we can't go a week or two without saying that. And there actually is a legend, maybe, of a, a ghost, uh, the lady in white, who was part of a... I don't exactly know. She was part of something that happened at a house, a mansion that's back at the end of this uh, really long driveway of houses that's close to where I live. And I had a friend who lived back there. And so when I was, oh goodness, I don't know, 10, 12, something like that. uh, One night I was hanging out at his place and then I got on my bicycle to come back to my house because it was half a mile down this dirt road. And I happen to look across the field from where this uh, this mansion was, and I see, I see a a thing, something, something in the field. And I'm thinking, what is that? And again, my ten year old, twelve year old brain, as it comes into focus, it doesn't really come into focus, and it's this white thing, kind of to my eyes floating across the field in a field of mist. And uh, I don't know why my brain went there, but it went, oh my gosh, lady in white. And I booked it home. And I I think I might have mentioned something to my parents. And they said, oh, okay, Shane, whatever you say. But I don't know. For till, uh, To this day, I think, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> possibly. Science is fascinating. But don't just take my word for it. Join us as we hear stories from scientists for everyone. I'm Shane Hanlon. And I'm Vicki Thompson. And this is Third Pod from the Sun. Vicki, why do you think we're talking about being scared today? Well, Shane, it's late September, so I have to assume it has something to do with Ugg boots and long scarves and pumpkin spice lattes. It's spooky season. Oh, I don't like, don't say that again. I don't like that at all. Oh, and don't say PSLs. I don't like them either, though, actually. (laughs) Okay, fair. I I don't even like PSLs. Yeah, well, I'm actually, I'm all in on fall this year. I love autumn. But this year, my partner and I just got back from Oktoberfest in Germany. Oh, right. How was it? It was amazing. Yeah, just absolutely amazing. I uh, even wore some lederhosen. And no, before you ask, you shall not see pictures because this is an audio medium. Well, yes, this is audio medium. I will see pictures, though. Don't you worry. (laughs) Uh, But since Oktoberfest wasn't spooky, I need that itch scratched. And so we're featuring our next series. It's going to be Halloween inspired. And guess what we're calling it? Oh, I'm not. I can't even guess. Tales from the Manuscript. Get it? Tales from the Crypt, but Manuscript? (laughs) I hate that. I love that. I hate it. Thank you, Vicky. <laughs> so, uh, so for upcoming weeks, we are featuring some spooky, some folklore, some sci-fi e-science. And this week, we have a preview about vampire, bats, fungi, and volcanoes. 
Oh, spooky volcanoes. Okay, let's hear it. My name is Teresa O'Mara. I am an assistant professor at the University of Michigan. I'm actually affiliated with the Michigan Medical School, and I'm in the Department of Microbiology and Immunology. I'm Tim James. I am a professor in the Ecology and Evolutionary Biology Department at the University of Michigan, and I am the curator of fungi at the University's Herbarium. Well, that looks, sounds super interesting. I also want to get onto our main topic, which is the show and video game called The Last of Us. So first of all, have either of you like seen the show or played the video game? Like I'm familiar with the premise. Yeah, I, I watched it. It was interesting. It's basically a zombie flick and um, there's a bit of fungi in there. What did you think of the like fungi use in it? Were you like excited or were you kind of like, oh no, this is giving people the wrong idea? Well, I mean, I wanted more fungi, actually. They didn't emphasize it too much. Um, graphically, you know, you see zombies and they're kind of like supposed to be infected with fungi and maybe have fruiting bodies coming out of them. But it's it could be even even, you know, more fungal friendly and emphasize the transmission of fungal spores and some of the fungal biology. But it was really mostly a zombie flick. If like you were talking to the show creators or you were like you had some input into this show, like what would you put in that you think would really like highlight kind of the the challenges or the the horror of fungal infection? That's a good question. So they have this 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 young teenage girl, I guess, and the story is wrapped around like, you know, she's immune, basically. So they got to like figure out what it is in her body that's making her immune. And that's, you know, that seems reasonable. But then this other thing about like the antifungals or some other kind of compounds that we could use to, to maybe fight against them. Um, that I guess that's the first thing that came to my mind. You know, the mycelium component. So like, and this is just an imagery thing. Like, so when they have mycelium worked in there, it's not fluffy enough for me. It's almost like really big and like octopus arm like. So, you know, that's not what fungi do. There's still always fluffy, tiny little hyphae that are always just, you know, microns big. And you just, you know, a big fungus is just fields and fields of these tiny little threads. And I didn't get, you know, I don't see that they've gone that direction with the imagery. I feel like the lots and lots of tiny threads of like horrible mycelia, like this is also a horror show. It doesn't have to be like a, a wet octopusy thing and it can be spider web vibes and terrible. <laughs> My name is Dr. Jasper Scarlett, and I am a flood uh, resilience officer. They, they, there needs to be an improvements in the film industry of volcanoes and other natural hazards representation. That'd be great. What would be your ideal movie that had volcanoes? Like if you're... If it were up to you, what, what would the story be and, and how would <laughs> how would the natural disasters be depicted like in a in a cool way that was accurate but entertaining? Oh well entertaining, that's questionable. 
like it's the way I think of it. It's like it's not entertaining at all. <laughs> right. Also, what I, what I would do is I would show more of the disaster management side of things. So how different agencies okay. and organizations speak to one another or don't speak to one another. And that could be a source of drama and entertainment, I guess, in terms of like how wrong the communication right. can be. Because usually if the communication doesn't work, that's usually when disaster happens. That's usually when people like get lost or like lose their lives. It's like if the communication is not on point. So that could be like, so that could be like a thriller, I guess, in that sense. Yeah, in the, the human side of things is always yeah. where drama happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could have that suspension there. I would show, I suppose, more accurate representation if you do wear the correct protection. And what would happen if you don't wear the correct protection? That will probably mm. also be, I think that would be good too. Um, yeah. And then I guess you can add more of like a horror element to that. It's like what would happen if you inhaled ash? Because in reality, you would, just like have to go to the hospital because you're for like can't remember if you have like respiratory problems you can like you have to go to the hospital or whatnot especially if you have asthma if you in- inhale too much like clear, like sulfur dioxide for example you obviously have to go to the hospital as well because of the poisoning whatnot add a horror element to it instead yeah in reality my film will be really boring but it'll be highly accurate and I think actually <laughs> okay. more the the social, uh, like the social and human element of it is where you would get the entertainment and the drama, I think. Because yeah. volcanoes, they, they, they do what they do. And like most of the time now around the world, it's relatively predictable where these hazards are going to go. We don't know when most of the time, but we know where because we have hazard maps. We have, we have like past like research. We have, you know, constant monitoring, whatnot. So in terms of that, that's nailed down. That could be pretty accurate. But you can, like, run away with the, the human element to it because that, at the end of the day, is what causes disasters. And that's with any hazards, not just volcanoes. Because, yeah, we know about how they work, but it's, like, if the communication is broken down, if people are not where they're supposed to be, or, you know, that's usually where things go wrong. Don't see my movie. It will do terrible. My name is Zhenglin Liu. Currently, I'm a postdoc in the museum, Zenkenberg Museum in Frankfurt. My background is uh, population genetics and bioinformatics. Uh, so currently, I'm working on the comparative genomics of bats in Frankfurt. And how does it work with the vampire bats that suck the blood of birds? How does that work? Yeah, that works a bit differently. That will be the other two species of vampire bats. Um, birds normally, uh, um, all bats, they, all vampire bats, they come out uh, in the night and uh, when it's pitch dark, when there is a moon in the sky, they probably don't want to come out either. So it has to be pitch dark. A, a moonless dark night, right? Perfect. Yeah, right? It's exactly. All yeah. Describing the wolves, <laughs> wolves howling and then, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how... I, yeah, it fits to that uh, Halloween <laughs> theme, but uh, they don't howl. But uh, yeah, I'm talking um, wolves, wolves howling. But yeah, hmm. yeah. So in the night, uh, normally uh, they target they target on the big birds. So it will be like a chicken or what will be those uh, turkey. Yeah, some other similar size of birds in the uh, South American forests or plains. In the night, those birds tend to perch on the tree. Right. Especially the wild ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they will perch on the tree, and uh, then one pair of bats will 
they normally target on their toe as well. <laughs> on the toe. So they yeah. will, yeah, on the toe. So the bird is perching on the branch, and then the so this is the bird uh, uh, claw, and then the vampire bat will land on the branch, and then go under the branch, and then approach here and bite the wound on the toe, and then start to uh, drink blood from that. And the reason you say they do it on the on the feet because I would have thought they probably do it in the underbelly or the body, but why the toe? Why are they going for the toe? Is the pressure a lot more as well, so the blood gushes out much more easily, or like what's the reason? I don't know. Uh, I guess probably it's because it doesn't have feather, hmm. so it's uh, more approachable. Uh, if you go to the body, then you probably need to go through those feather, and also maybe you also need to shave off some of the feather. Maybe <laughs> it's more trouble. <laughs> but uh, in captivity, there are also cases that the uh, vampire bats will directly go to the body and then have to drink blood from the body. Are you excited for spooky season? Okay, one, stop saying that. And two, of course, I'm excited and I'm especially excited for this series. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be great. So stay tuned, everyone. And so with that, that is all from Third Pod from the Sun. Thanks so much to you, Shane, for producing the episode and to all our producers for the upcoming series. And thanks as well to Colin Warren for audio engineering and to Karen Romano-Young for the artwork for this episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please rate and review us, and you can find new episodes on your favorite podcasting app or at thirdpodfromthesun.com. Thanks all, and we'll see you next week. All right. good. It's good content. Okay, so you're pretending to be Shane. Right. I'm going to pretend to be Shane. This is not as weird as it might be because we often joke that we are considered interchangeable. So yeah, you know. I see that. I really wish that you did your hair though. I know I should have put it up in the thing. Yeah. Uh, Next time.